up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, we're going to jump right into it today. We've got some news to discuss, obviously. Some results from games, wider storylines, trade rumors, draft pick signings. Let's jump into it. So, we'll start with draft pick signings. The draft was just about a week ago. And players have already signed. The number one overall pick. Louisiana, I'm sorry, LSU, yeah, you can say Louisiana State University, LSU right-hander Paul Skeens has signed with the Pirates. He's going to receive a $9.2 million signing bonus. It's the largest draft bonus ever under the current slotting system in Major League Baseball. Now, I'm going to throw a caveat out there. Like, keep keep in mind, you, you have to remember that these numbers will naturally increase over time just due to inflation just generally i mean if you were to take i mean i remember like 10 years ago when these topics were signing guys like you know steven strasberg for example signing for six plus million dollars bryce harper i mean if you adjusted their numbers for, i mean it's not going to get up to 9.2 but you also just have to remember to to keep that in mind when we talk about money and sports nowadays the numbers that we see get thrown out seem really big which they are but you also have to remember that there were guys who were making a commensurate amount of money during their era, their time frame. I mean, we don't even have to go back that far. I mean, Alex Rodriguez, remember when he signed a deal with Texas? It was 10 years, 250, and that was in the early 2000s. And we're talking 20 years ago or about, about that. So it's not uncommon to see these big dollar figures, but it, it's just that overall number gets bigger and bigger, obviously, with inflation. But there have been guys who've been paid for for as long as this stuff has, has been, been around. Yeah, so A-Rod's first contract with Texas was in December of 2000. So, you know, 20-plus years ago, 23, almost 23 years ago. So, Paul Skeen signed with the Pirates. He's seen to be a fast-track guy to the big leagues. Expect to see him in the big leagues soon, honestly. He's not going to be in the minors for long if he continues to pitch the way he's been pitching. The Pirates have been aggressively promoting its prospects this year. We already have Henry Davis up in the bigs. He was the 2021 number one overall pick. He's up in the bigs, catching, playing outfield. He's actually hitting pretty well so far in his first month or so in the big leagues. But um, Baseball America has already updated its top 100 prospects after the draft. And it has Paul Skeens as number five across the entire league. So that's what we're going to see. And it's interesting that this year's draft was the first time that MLB went to a lottery for the number one pick. The Pirates had the number one pick, despite the fact that the Nationals and the A's had worse records. Slightly worse records in 2022, but they're doing a lottery thing. So I, I guess it disincentivizes tanking to an extent. Of course, if you know you're still going to get a top three pick, whatever, you can still tank. But not the same as you know, like, okay, you have the worst record, you get the first pick. It's different. So that's the news coming out of Pittsburgh. Good news there. So expect to see Paul Skeens fast track to the big leagues. I think he'll be there next year. Rangers have signed Wyatt Langford. He was the fourth overall pick, but he was ranked higher by a lot of pre-draft boards, like the top pre-draft boards, you know, the Kylie McDaniel board on ESPN, Keith Law of the Athletic. These guys had him in the top three. Kylie McDaniel had him number one. But the number that you need to pay attention to was not the spot which they were drafted with it's that signing bonus Wyatt Langford is getting 7.7 million dollars which is 
slightly higher than what Max Clark got, the number three pick. So there you go. When the dust settles in any draft, what you need to do is sort the list in order of signing bonus from highest to lowest. That will give you the actual, the actual ranking of where teams saw these guys. It's the money that talks. And right now, Matt Wyatt Langford is getting a higher amount than the number three, the guy who went above him. So it just goes to show you the reason teams or reason guys fall down the board a little bit is due to the teams maybe wanting to save some money. That's what you get right there. But, uh, yeah, so Max Clark also agreed with the Tigers a couple days ago. Uh, you know, 7.7, I guess a few decimal points lower than what Wyatt Langford got. But yeah, he's a high school outfielder. These guys are going to be fast tracked to the big leagues. Expect maybe not the hitters as much, but definitely, you know, Paul Skeens. Wyatt Langford's a college hitter, so he's more likely to be fast tracked than Max Clark, who's an 18 year old high school outfielder. That's the news coming out of the draft. Don't, don't tune out when people talk about the draft because these are the guys that are going to be the next, you know, the next up and coming guys. You know, we're, we're always enamored about the young stars in the league today. Well, this is how it starts. So in other news, on the field news, we saw a historic night for offense in Major League Baseball on Tuesday. Historic night. I mean, we knew the 2023 rule changes were going to lead to some increased offense, but who could have predicted a night like Tuesday? July 18 was an absolutely historic night for offenses across the sport. Four separate games ended with both teams scoring at least 10 runs, which tied MLB record for most such games in a day. And yeah, I mean, this this is what happened, right? The Mets took down the White Sox 11 to 10 initially. Then Arizona defeated Atlanta in a 16 to 13 slugfest. Probably the most exciting game of the night. I mean, it was the first time both teams scored 13-plus runs through the first eight innings of a game since that 2019 London series between the Yankees and Red Sox where there was allegedly a juice ball. So this was a 16-13 game on a Tuesday night. Who would have thunk it, right? Then you go to 11-10 where the the final score was 11-10. The Royals defeated the Tigers. That's the next score. So that was a thriller. Kansas City led 11-6, entering the top of the ninth. And Detroit almost completed a thrilling comeback, but they didn't quite get there. Spencer Torkson did hit two home runs, and the Royals put up 11 runs without anyone hitting a home run. That's pretty hard to do. That's like Little League stuff, right? So, yeah, I mean, this is what we see. This is what we see. With offense up, sometimes the stars just align. If you look at the box scores from Tuesday, you just have a lot of offense not a fun night for pitchers. I mean, it's a 17-3 Cubs win in D.C. against the Nationals. Lopsided victory. But besides that, there's just a lot of double-digit runs scored. 12 teams scored 10-plus runs on Tuesday night. That's that's a lot of offense right there. Let's head out to Baltimore. Talk about the big series of the early week so far. And that is the Dodgers and Orioles series. You're pitting two of the best teams in baseball against each other. You had rookie right-hander Michael Grove on the mound for LA. He set the tone and then Jason Hayward's home run sparked a decisive five-run second, which busted the gates open and LA ended up getting a 10-3 blowout win. So the Dodgers have taken the first two games of the series against Baltimore and they've continued to make a statement that despite the roster turnover that they had last season, 
or in the offseason, they're still one of the best teams in the majors. Don't mess with LA. But yeah, Michael Grove, you know, rookie right-hander. This guy's been pitching well. You know, you have another rookie, Emmett Sheehan. You've had young guys getting looks for the Dodgers this year. And they've been producing. Offensively, like I said, Hayward homery was his ninth of the year. You know, the Jason Hayward, I don't want to call it an experiment, but the Jason Hayward, yeah, let's say the experiment LA has been successful, all things considered. He's not playing every day, but when he is playing, he is putting together good at-bats. So far this season, he's hitting 253 and 817 OPS. That home run was his ninth of the season. Will Smith went four for six on the day. And just continuing to just quietly put up monster numbers from the catcher position. We don't talk about Will Smith enough, but just very underrated. Very underrated player. Freddie Freeman, he's not underrated, but three for four. Having a day at the plate and just doing his thing. On the Baltimore side, it was relatively quiet. You know, just a good pitching outing from Michael Grove with five innings, one and run for the Dodgers, able to, you know, keep that, not really shut down, but yeah, I guess kind of shut down that Baltimore offense, which we know is, is, is very strong, is alive and well when things are going their way. We're going to head to Cincinnati next, where Wilmer Flores powered the Giants to their seventh straight victory. Two home runs and five RBIs for Wilmer Flores. Weather may have delayed the start of the game, but it did not delay the bats on either side. Like I said, you know, a lot of offense last night. It's an 11 to 10 Giants win. But now, with the Giants winning the seventh straight, you know, we're realizing, hey, they're actually having a very good season. You know, it didn't start off that way, but if you look at the standings, they're a game and a half back of the Dodgers for first in the NL West. And they have a one-game lead for the top NL wildcard spots. So that's that's going to be a good race. We're now in the second half of the season. This is where pennant races are, are the, the key story right now. Pennant race time is right now. Right now is where you look at the standings every day. You make sure you don't fall far out of place or you maintain your position if you're in first. This is the time. So, big time slugfest in Cincinnati, but Wilmer Flores was the man of the day. Two home runs, five RBIs. And for, as far as closing, you know, don't have many closers getting saves this year, but Doval with the Giants, Camilo Doval is one. He got his MLB leading 30th save, which is a big deal. So, the Reds have kind of fallen off. You know, kind of pains me to say it, but they kind of have fallen off. They had a really hot month of June, but I guess we're just seeing some regression. No big deal, though, obviously. it's We're talking about, you know, a week or two, but, you know, the Reds were sitting in first place. Now they're two and a half games back of Milwaukee. They're three and seven in their last 10 games. They, they have fallen off. Let's just be honest. But that's the story coming out of Cincinnati. You know, in other news, we did have the St. Louis Cardinals win yesterday thanks to a Nolan Arenado walk-off home run and if you look at the standings in the NL Central they're nowhere near contending at all but they've made it interesting with four straight wins now seven and three in their last 10 but they're still 10 games back from first place 10 and a half games back in the wild card so that's not really going to be enough but 
some winning baseball over the last week or so for the St. Louis Cardinals. So those are going to be our updates for today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.